Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Where's your focus in these chaotic times? It can be so easy to get distracted, overwhelmed, or consumed by the changes, complexity, and competing voices that are swirling all around us. In our one-click next-day delivery culture, we can lose focus, not just on what matters most, but on who matters most. Today, we're joined by Dr. Steve Brown. He's the president of Arrow Leadership. He also recently released a new book called Jesus Centered, focusing on Jesus in a distracted world. Today on Connections, he'll share with us a little bit about himself, about this book, and how we can focus on Jesus in a distracted world. We'll hear that and so much more today on Connections. We're joined today by Dr. Steve Brown. He's the president of Arrow Leadership. He's also released a new book called Jesus Centered, focusing on Jesus in a distracted world. Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Arrow Leadership. Yeah, I've been at, with Arrow Leadership for 17 years, and the last 10 as president. And Arrow Leadership seeks to develop Jesus centered leaders leaders who are led more by Jesus, lead more like Jesus, and lead more to Jesus. And we do that through uh, programs uh, where we bring leaders together and see God uh, work in them in uh, really personal, intentional, and transformational ways, as well as a number of different services as well. Now, you recently released a book called Jesus Centered. We are living in a very very distracted world. Tell us a little bit about this book and why you decided to put this together. Jesus Centered, uh, and the subtitle is Focusing on Jesus in a Distracted World. And there are so many distractions. Um, Our phones send us distractions. Our mind, you know, is easy to get distracted. Um, We can kind of chase after a lot of different things. But scripture tells us that we're to Keep our eyes focused on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And there's nobody better than Jesus to focus in on. Uh, I read this great quote uh, by a guy named John Stott, a pastor, and he said that we talk about Charles the Great, Alexander the Great, Napoleon the Great, but not Jesus the Great. Jesus is not the Great, he writes. Jesus is the only. He has no rival. He has no successor. And Jesus lived different. He led different. And uh, if we focus on him, our lives are going to change. This is really good because I am an easily distracted person. Like I'm, (laughs) I never finish one thing because my phone dings or my email dings. Right. And I'm on to the next. I was just looking at my email draft folder. There's 129 unfinished emails in there because I got distracted. (laughs) Yeah, distractions are everywhere around us. They come from inside us. They come from outside us. And when I think about um, like even COVID world, um, I've been reading through Paul's letters. And one of my favorites is, is Philippians. And in Philippians, Paul is um, dealing with what we're dealing with in a sense. He's social distanced. He's actually in prison as he writes this yeah. letter. So he's away from his kind of key people in his life. He's uh, not doing what he's called to do, what he wants to do, which is to plant churches because he's in jail. So he's off his rhythm. He's off his calling. He's away from the people that he so uh, loves to be with. Yet Philippians says 13 times, I think, that he talks about joy and rejoicing. And you go, "What's, what's with this guy? What makes him different? that in the midst of social distancing, in the midst of everything kind of not 
happening as he would probably want it to happen. And you read through Philippians and it's his focus on Jesus. He says, no matter what happens, I consider it all a loss for the surpassing uh, knowledge of knowing Jesus. And that's the difference maker for him. And that can be a difference maker for us. How do we get to that point and in the, to that place? Yeah, I think if we have a awe of Jesus, that is the starting place. And for some of us, maybe we, we uh, don't know much about Jesus at all. And I just encourage people to really check him out, to get to know him and get to, to know why he's different. Uh, because there's an awe that starts to grow as you get to know more about Jesus. And for those that, you know, have known Jesus and heard about Jesus and, and learned about Jesus for decades, sometimes we can get to a space where we're dismissing Jesus or discounting Jesus because we're so familiar with him. And as I mentioned, Jesus is set apart. He's in a league all of his own. Um, rather than choosing entitlement, Jesus chose sacrifice. Rather than choosing celebrity, Jesus chose servanthood. Rather than choosing to do his own thing, he chose to do what his father wanted him to do. Rather than seeking you know, his own game, he sought to do uh, something that would change the world and change our lives thousands of years later. Where did um, where did the desire to do this work come from for you? Like, were you finding yourself in a spot you needed to refocus on Jesus? Or was it just what you were noticing around uh, the world around you? Yeah, I've been a student of leadership for a long time. And I've, I've read a lot of books. I've taken a lot of courses. I've, I've had a chance to learn a lot about leadership. And for me, uh, there's no one or nothing better than Jesus. And that's been kind of percolating inside me. It's, that's a, a freeing thought. It's also a focusing thought. And uh, for me, just recognizing Jesus is completely set apart. And that's the heartbeat of arrow leadership is developing Jesus-centered leaders. Um, if we could have, if I could be led more by Jesus, how, how would that impact my life? If, if I could live and lead more like Jesus, what difference would that make to me, to my family, to where I work? Um, if I could lead more to Jesus, you know, how, how would that impact our world? So that focus is what really stirs me. And um, uh, that was really the, the heartbeat behind the book. Uh, uh, that phrase leading more to Jesus kind of caught me there. Um, yeah, that's going to be a natural byproduct when we start focusing more on Jesus and centering our lives around Jesus is we're going to start naturally trying to lead people to Jesus more then. Yeah, because if we have an awe of Jesus, then we're going to be drawn toward Jesus. And when we're drawn toward Jesus, we're going to be transformed by Jesus. And if we're transformed by Jesus, then other people are going to begin to be drawn to him as well in this kind of this circle, uh, this cycle continues. Obviously, now then, if we're not centering our lives on Jesus, there are going to be some consequences then. Yes. And we're impacted by what we focus on and what we follow or who we follow. So if we're, you know, if we're following our paycheck, if we're following, you know, the, the climb up the career ladder, um, that's going to impact, you know, who we are and, and how we are. Um, and 
you know, making money or, or doing well in your career aren't, you know, bad things, but at the heart of who we are, uh, I believe we need to be grounded and focused in and centered in on Jesus. And there are lots of different things that we can do to begin to nurture that um, rhythms throughout the day, for instance, um, how we start our day um, helps us to center in on things. If we start our day, you know, scrolling through social and responding to emails, that that's centering our day on that stuff. Um, but if we start our day, for instance, listening to God, uh, saying good morning to God um, in God's word and, and learning God's truth, um, uh, talking with God about what we're worried about for the day, um, that's going to change the trajectory of our day. What's the reaction been like so far to the work? Yeah, I think it's in, it's uh, encouraging. Uh, I'm really encouraged to see how the book's starting to, to take off. Um, my hope is that uh, leaders will use it to um, walk through with their teams. Um, so whether that's at church, whether that's at work, um, but helping their team think about how is it that we're being led more by Jesus or how is it that we're leading more like Jesus or how could we lead more to Jesus in what we're doing together? Um, so it's for leaders, but it's also for everyday disciples, people who are seeking, how do I follow Jesus today uh, as a plumber or as an electrician or as a stay-at-home parent? Um, so it's it's both practical for uh everyday disciples who are who are seeking to follow Jesus as well as for leaders that are trying to shape an organization or shape their team. One review I'm reading about this book is that it's helped people to fall in love with Jesus again and to rediscover the sheer wonder and joy of their calling. Yes, and part of falling in love with Jesus again is recognizing how much Jesus loves us. Um you know, the, the great commandment, uh, Jesus was asked, what's, uh, boil it all down for us, Jesus, he was asked, what's, what's the most important thing? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that command is predicated on first knowing that God loves us. And I've been captured by the reality that Jesus actually knows me and loves me. And if I can live in the midst of that, if I can center my life around that, that's going to change how I live and how I serve and how I lead. So um, that's that's been a, a important one for me, recognizing that in order to love God, I, I the starting point is actually knowing how much he loves us and that it's higher, wider, longer, deeper than we can imagine. I don't know if you've found this, but in my experience, I meet a lot of pastors. They can preach that message really well, uh, that God loves you, God loves you. But actually, uh, they might have a bit of a tough time believing it for themselves. Or maybe I'm just confessing something about myself here. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, we can say it, we can preach it, we can sing it, we can tell other people about God's love. But it seems to get hard to actually recognize and receive God's love for ourselves. I remember looking at this um, painting and it's this painting of the last supper and it's this famous painting and there's lots going on in this picture. And the question that I was uh, posed is Steve, where would you be if you were in this picture of the last supper? Ah. Would you be like right close to where Jesus is at kind of 
enjoying him and, and hanging off his every word? Would you be kind of farther away taking it in? And as I reflected on where would I be in that picture, I recognized that I would be outside getting stuff ready for Jesus to do next. And that was like, there's a good side to that in terms of like being uh, serving in what, what God wants to do. But I recognized that in all my serving, I'd actually become distant from Jesus. That's interesting. Yes. Kind of like Martha and Mary, right? And exactly. Mary getting after Martha for hanging out with Jesus while she's off working and <laughs> she's missing everything. Exactly. And all of us, especially if you're, you know, doing, uh, you know, full-time or vocational ministry stuff can find ourselves kind of in this doing mode rather than really being in relationship with Jesus. And that was, that experience was kind of a callback for me to say, how do I, how do I receive Jesus's love? How do I nurture that relationship with Jesus afresh? So it doesn't really matter where we are in our walk of faith. There's always that opportunity to get rid of those distractions and to gain a better relationship. For sure. And there are, I call them the nobody lies. Um, I don't know if you ever have these words come into your head. Um, Nobody cares. Nobody knows. And nobody can help. And I've had, you know, those tapes play in my head that, you know, nobody knows what I'm going through, where I'm at. Nobody actually cares, even if they did know, and nobody could help. And that's really a dark place to begin to walk toward. But the good news of Jesus is that he understands. I mean, when you look at what he went through in his life, um, he understands what it is to go through difficulty. And he uh, not only understands, but he cares uh, what you're going through. And not only does he care what you're going through, he can help walk with you through it. And that's a game changer for me to know that uh, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the, the, the creator and sustainer of life wants to, it is available to walk with me through today and whatever today uh, is going to bring toward me. Yeah, I speaking of that, I had a game changer uh, reading Jesus in Matthew 11, when he talks about my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And when I realized that yoke that animals used back then, it was meant for two, right? Side by side. And all of a sudden, this light went off like, whoa, Jesus's invitation means don't chase after him. It's let him walk beside me and work with me. Exactly. I've talked to, you know, before I said these words, doing something for God, you know, I want to do great things for God, or I'll do this for God. And I recognized, I mean, one, there's a great deal of pride in what I just said there, because doing something for God, the creator um, and sustainer of the world um, is a little bit arrogant in, in its, in its, you know, statement, but recognizing that God actually wants to do stuff with me. He wants to walk with me. And that is mind blowing when you think about it, um, who it is that wants to walk with you. And Jesus, you know, some of his last words were, I am with you until the very end of the age. And to recognize that God is with me or wants to be with me today um, is a game changer, I think. For our listeners that want to get rid of the distractions in their life, they want to read your book, Jesus Centered. How do they go about doing that? Yeah, there's a little store called Amazon that uh, you can order (laughs) Jesus Centered from. 
Um, you can also go to the Aero website, uh, aeroleadership.org, and we have a store there with resources that they can get it from. Dr. Steve, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and uh, helping us uh, learn about refocusing on Jesus. Thanks so much, Colleen and Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.